Welcome to the Alpha Parent Podcast. I'm your host, Yulia, and I'm an executive functioning coach who works with families to help misunderstood kids and misguided parents learn better systems to get along and get stuff done. And my guest today is a mom from Los Angeles. Her name is Holly, and she's here to talk about her takeaways from our six-week group coaching pilot and online course pilot that we just completed. Uh, so Holly, welcome to the Alpha Parent Podcast. I'm so excited to have you here. It's lovely to be here with you, Yulia. Um, so let's just start out by introducing yourself and telling our audience anything you wanna say about uh, what brought you to this pilot and a little bit about your family and some of the challenges you were experiencing. Yeah, so I kind of jumped into parenting at 200% because I adopted two children from another country ages 15 and four at the time I got them. And now they're 17 and seven, two and a half years later. And then of course we were all stuck at home together for COVID (laughs) and I didn't have, um, you know, school as an outlet. So I got to see a lot more what was going on. And my eldest, at first he was doing great online and, you know, the five-year-old at the time COVID started, you know, I had to just be constantly with my five-year-old. But then as time progressed, I had my younger one in a pod. And then I was seeing how my older teen was suffering, you know, as time wore on, it really started to, at first he was just like, I'm happy to be home. (laughs) And I just had to like, watch if he was going to class, (laughs) Um, all of that. But, you know, the emotions have been really hard um, for him. And he had just learned English before this started. So he didn't have a social structure as well. And through my sister, my sister has three young adults now, and her oldest had executive functioning skills. And she started to talk to me about executive functioning and turned me on to some videos. And I was like, Oh, I think that's what we're dealing with here. And I was lucky enough to find Yulia. And she was just about to start a pilot program for parents, um, group coaching. And I was just so thrilled because, um, you know, I didn't even know about executive functioning, but I was like, why can my 17 year old not do, you know, we had a list of simple things to get done each day and he'd get done between half or three quarters, but it was always missing something. There was no routine, a sense of time. If I was there talking to him, the whole routine would go out the door. <laughs> so like, you gotta be at school by nine. Um, you know, it's just, so I just didn't understand any of this. So it's been helpful. And then I'd try to fix everything by going to the whole list. Um, and we'd worked with different therapists because, you know, we're lucky to have therapy as well. Um, and family therapy. And it's like, we went through four family therapists with the same problem just over time and with his different programs. Um, and it's like, this is just, I mean, it was shut down time in group there and family therapy. It was like, I can't talk about chores. (laughs) And he'd like get up and want to leave. I was like, And then of course I'm going crazy because I'm doing everything and I'm cleaning the house constantly. And it's like, why can't you just shower? (laughs) Why can't you just get, you know, make time this much time for homework? Why can't, you know, it's like, 
So I was really going crazy. So this came at a great time when I needed support. And what I learned through executive functioning is that, you know, it's not like a normal 17 year old who you could be like, oh, you're going to shower every day. You're going to remember to clear your plates. You know, I don't even like, you know, it's just the basics, like keep your room somewhat clean and get the work done. It's like, that's too much. So, I mean, we're even talking brushing teeth, like, <laughs> okay. Um, so we're working now at, you know, one at a time. So I've all, um, you know, just and creating habits and then just being more compassionate about the ability. Cause I was just so frustrated and then getting angry, especially being locked in the house altogether. Mm -hmm. So let me Uh, jump in here because in your testimonial, one of the things that really stood out to me, well, two things is, is what you just mentioned. And I want to kind of highlight these two takeaways for you because Mm -hmm. you had been doing so much work with your family. Like you said, it was like, all of a sudden you dove into this and you were, um, you were trying to be as prepared as possible. And yet you hadn't heard or understood about this thing about executive functioning. Um, so two things you brought up, um, was that this idea of, okay, just focus on one thing at a time and this other idea, and you wrote this really eloquently. I'm just going to read it from your quote. It says it has been, um, a hard thing to comprehend and find empathy when trying to keep a functioning household and everyone doing their part. And what you just said right before I jumped in, you said, why can't you just? That is (laughs) one of the most common phrases that I hear from parents, because from your perspective, the things that you're expecting your 17-year-old to do seem absolutely like simple and straightforward and obvious to you. Whereas- you can see from their perspective how overwhelming it could be to do something like brush your teeth or, you know, check off a few things on a checklist. So tell me more about these two takeaways that you got from the course. Yeah. Well, especially because I have now a seven-year-old at the same time. And I feel like we're almost on the same level of like what's expected. And then just like this, you know, the seven-year-old almost to the same level of doing that all on their own. So it was like, you know, it's like, I'm not asking too much. I thought, (laughs) Um, you know, I'm not, you know, I'm not being overly authoritarian or like any of that, but um, yeah, just understanding that it's, you know, the developmental delays or the way his brain works. And so until we get the routine with each thing in place, it's going to be, because it felt like whack-a-mole because he could do all of them, but not every day. (laughs) It was like, the checklist would just vary. And I'm like, I felt like I was playing whack-a-mole and like, wait, what? And so it's like, so I'm really just focusing on like, okay, shower first, shower first, every day, shower, because otherwise it'd be like days or, (laughs) okay, you know, shower and brush teeth before bed. I'm at least getting the brushing teeth before bed. (laughs) And, um, and being more compassionate about it because we'd both, you know, then it turned into just fighting and, you know, it's already hard enough being all at home. And then the fighting just made it unbearable. Mm. So, you know, it's not perfect yet. (laughs) I still, you know, lose it sometimes, but I feel um, I'm being compassionate with him and I'm being compassionate with myself and then trying to reset faster. 
very on important. both ends. Yeah, the yeah. self-compassion, very important, your own emotional regulation and how you're modeling that. Um, I'm curious if you can really simplify the before and the after. What's the biggest difference now for you? Well, my expectations are lower and then that's making me happier because, you know, when you have expectations that you realize that aren't going to be met, you're able to um, just find more, more peace. And then just doing, you know, picking up the slack without feeling like the begrudgment, just, mm -hmm. you know, not feeling that resentment being like, okay, we will get there. Not, not that it's, you know, cause we the still, the goal is, you know, his independence and maturity enough to get everything done, but just expecting that it will be at a slower rate and one, you know, one thing at a time, one step, just kind of like I'm doing with the younger one, just that we're doing it now. <laughs> so I'm understanding that your expectations are now realistic to, and you're meeting right. your child where he is now. And then you still have those high expectations of independence, but it's more reasonable mm -hmm. now because you know, you're going to practice building the skill. And yep. one way I, I try to make, um, the process more clear for parents within the program is to, uh, compare executive functioning to learning a skill like swimming, mm -hmm. right? Where you don't just read about swimming in a book and that's how you learn how to swim. You don't watch other people swim and that's how you learn how to swim. You don't just talk right. about swimming and say, okay, we had the conversation. Now I expect you to be able to do it. But swimming is one of those physical skills that your muscles have to practice and you have to actually go through a ton of mistakes to learn yeah. what not to do and to gain it, the, the skills through experience. Um, and it mm -hmm. takes a lot of patience, right? And a swim instructor yeah. would have the appropriate expectations and they wouldn't get frustrated yeah. and resentful if the kid wasn't swimming, right? So there's, yeah. um, I wonder if that metaphor helps to frame the process in a more realistic way so that you know what to expect. Yeah, I think it definitely helps because otherwise, you know, you're comparing yourself to your child or like, and it's in a not, once you understand the limitations that they're dealing with at this moment, it's like, I really also then about creating habits because so that it can be thoughtless, like he actually doesn't have to think about, this is just something his body gets used to doing every day. Otherwise he's never gonna be successful. If he has to remember it, it's like, I'm trying to just build, you know, the, the just like the swimming, your body suddenly knows it and getting it to where it's not, something you have to actually actively think about and use all that mental energy. Absolutely. It just becomes in the cells. <laughs> right. And as we understand executive functioning in a neurotypical brain, it mm -hmm. works on an autopilot. And what I like yeah. to say is our autopilot for those of us who have ADHD or executive dysfunction is our mm -hmm. autopilot causes us to crash into the side of the mountain. <laughs> so we yeah. have to manually, uh, right. pilot the plane and rewire our autopilot. And there are, there are some things that are chronic that we're always going to struggle with, that we're constantly going to need to adapt um, and have systems to do. But what you're saying is you want to take the pressure off of the brain for doing all this decision-making and thinking in the moment and create routines that are more, that work on autopilot. Yeah. Yeah. 
uh, I want to spend a couple minutes on um, two things. One, there, there were two pieces to what we were testing in our pilot group. One mm -hmm. was the online course and the activities that helped parents to understand the change curve. And I'm going to link in the description uh, a visual to this for anyone who wants to look at it and in a separate video that describes it. But I'm, I'm curious about uh, how those two pieces work together, how understanding the dip in the change curve and anticipating the chaos helped you to implement the problem solving model that we were practicing within the group coaching and how the parent pod also assisted you with that. Yeah, well, it's kind of like the two steps forward, one back um, and realizing, yeah, you, you know, you do, you implement the plan and then, oh, we're going to go backwards, like, and the regression and anticipating that is, is helpful because then you don't, you're not like, oh, this isn't working. <laughs> Whereas I felt like every time we went over like the, the list of chores and had it out, it's like, this isn't working. <laughs> Never, you know, kept not working. So um, I think it's just, you know, you are, you are making, you see that progress and then you're just a little bit compassionate with the regressions and the, that chaos period and just con the confidence in it doesn't matter the outcome, like, okay, maybe today it won't happen, but don't lose it. Just be like, tomorrow's another day. <laughs> Love that. Love that. And that's the the core of the alpha parent and why I use the term alpha, which sometimes is, you know, misinterpreted to mean a, like have a negative connotation. But when we talk about alpha parenting, to me, alpha is a role model, a leader. Alpha is the first letter of the Greek alphabet. And it's mm -hmm. it means to take the lead. And what you just said that those are the core components of the alpha parent It's this confidence that progress yeah. is inevitable, growth is inevitable, that you're the model. And as long as you're consistent, your child's going to follow your lead eventually. And to be independent of the outcome, no matter what happens, you know, you're doing the right thing for the right reason. And you're learning a process that you can rinse and repeat to keep making progress inch by inch. And hopefully the, the goal is to look back and see, oh, we have a new normal now and we have a mm -hmm. new jumping off point. We're going to continue riding this change curve up and up and up until right. my kid has good enough executive functioning. Right. <laughs> Tell me a little bit, uh, we'll wrap it up by just talking about the group coaching and the pods. Yeah, I loved that the most. Um, you know, the the work we did alongside, of course, was important, but the connection with other moms facing similar challenges, like we're still connecting once a month on a call, you know, it was once a week. Um, but just having that group to go through this with and, you know, check in and have some accountability and you know, also when we, we ourselves go back sometimes in that change curve, it's like, you know, some weeks are really hard. Um, so it's been, you know, meeting the other moms in the similar situation, because you just don't know, you know, your friends might not be dealing with this, or if they are, they're not going through the same process you're going through. Um, and at that same time together. So I found that's the most invaluable part. It's finding, you know, one's in Texas, one happens to be here in LA, but we're like, we're still connecting and, and finding some support that way. So I think that was probably 
one of the best things about bringing us all together is that you then had us work separately a little bit and then come together. Wonderful. Mm-hmm. I do want to ask you about the journaling as part of the online course, because as you can imagine, I talk to a lot of parents and they say, Yulia, don't make me journal. I hate journaling. I don't have time, etc." And this course uh, definitely uh, asks you to spend a good chunk of time really reflecting and journaling and going through the activities. So if you can talk to a parent who's on the fence about maybe taking a course like this, who says like, that's not really my thing or you know, someone who's on the fence, what, what would you tell them about (laughs) the benefits of journaling and the activities that you completed? It's so funny that you called it journaling, because I didn't even see it as journaling. I was just doing the worksheets. And I didn't, I did it on an online um, document. Mm -hmm. So I felt like I was just doing the workshop sheets and I didn't even consider it journaling. (laughs) I was just responding. So I didn't that you call it journaling was more like just doing each activity. Got it. And some of it was journaling, but it wasn't overwhelming. And I'm not a person who likes to journal. I'm very like um so there you go. Cool. All right. To so all those parents out there <laughs> listening. You need to call it journaling. You're just doing the worksheets awesome. and the activities. Was there an activity that stood out to you more than the others? Um, well, I loved when the one that we find our key um, motivational adjectives. Um, I think you're talking about the values activity. Yeah, our values. Thank mm-hmm. you. Yeah. So I'm a visual person. I'm not a word person, which is, and then I also love the activities where we were drawing things out and um, those were fun to share with our uh, pod mates. <laughs> um, and the coach, like actually since in, I thought of other people who are my internal voice coaches since then. But that one moved everybody, the finding your internal, you know, people like a bunch of us felt like it was somebody who's no longer here, but we still hear their voice telling us, you know, good advice. (laughs) That is wonderful. And you're talking Um, about the quiet, your inner critic activity where you find this internal model that you can, that you can have a voice in your head, a voice of reason that's louder and more comforting than the inner critic that we all have. Yep. So I'm really happy that that was a good takeaway for you and your, your podcast. Yeah. Okay, Holly, I really appreciate your time. <laughs> I know you've got a busy schedule and it's, I'm so grateful that you were part of this course and that you are here and that you've, you've benefited from it and you're sharing your experience with other parents. Is there mm-hmm. one last message that you can give from your heart to the hearts of the parents listening here, something you want them to take away? Oh, yeah, just hang in there. I mean, having kids with executive function needs is challenging and um, find the patience with yourself and know with the right support you will get through. And, you know, I think Yulia's course is really valuable if you can, if you can do the, the group one and find, you know, moms or parents, it was funny, it was just moms, but other parents dealing with the same thing, then you won't feel so alone. Because, you know, it's hard, you know, it's a hard journey to, un- if, especially if you don't have the, you know, 
executive functioning for me has been a, a strength that I just have. And it was hard to understand how somebody couldn't. So it was like, what? <laughs> um, so fi finding that compassion was really helpful. Wonderful. Holly, thank you so much for coming on here and sharing your experience. And I'm so grateful for you to be a part of this journey with us. Yeah. So. Thank you. And good luck to everyone. <laughs> thank you. Bye. Okay, bye. Thank you for listening. This has been Yulia with the Alpha Parent Podcast and my guest, Holly from Los Angeles. And you can find out more information about the upcoming course and group coaching at the link in the description below. We're still working on getting all the details set up online and I'll be releasing launch dates for both the online course and future group coaching dates shortly. Thanks so much and I hope you take care.